Hello and welcome to the Stories of Sash podcast, the podcast in which we try and solve many problems, sometimes motoring related, sometimes not. Now, it's been a while. Um, it's been rusty. If you're listening to this, hello, welcome back. This is the first podcast of 2021. Um, it's been about three months and I can honestly tell you um, that we've had many messages and many uh, requests from people saying where's the podcast when's it coming back and um we have uh no we haven't um no, nobody's asked really <laughs> if i'm really honest would you but i thought it was a nice opportunity for us to catch up and for those of you listening us um it, i'm joined of course by uh, mike and rob hello chaps um we've got lots to talk about again thank you for coming on the call it's been probably the best part of nearly three months. I think the last time we spoke as a trio was just before Christmas, uh, which is scary to think of it. So anyway, chaps, hello. Welcome. How are we? Actually, before we introduce ourselves, obviously, if you're listening to this via Spotify or another medium, you can't obviously see us. Um, but I can see, well, both Mike and Rob. But, um, Mike, you, you look like... Um, I don't know what you look like. What is it you describe Mike as, Rob? I can't remember. Seventies footballer. Seventies footballer. Yeah, he got a bit of a vibe. Looks good though. Thanks, Ash. That means a lot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway, Mike. Well, apart from growing your hair, how's it going? What's happening? A whole lot, or not much. I mean, in the past three months since we last spoke, I can pretty much tell you exactly what's happened. Really? Literally nothing. No, no, no. I, look, I, and this is probably one of the reasons why we haven't really bothered to record anything in the meantime because little has gone on i admit but there's got to be some things i mean come on there's well we'll get onto that maybe in a, in, a, in a little bit but literally zero you're saying pretty much mate i mean i'm just i'm in limbo at the minute i'm waiting to obviously move house um which until i move house i can't do anything with my cars as i'm just basically looking at cars come up online seeing them there for a few weeks and then they disappear and then the cycle repeats until i can actually get the house and figure out which car i'm buying so until that point i'm just staring at things longingly without being able to buy them right that is quite like when i used to be on tinder <laughs> well um yeah that's that yeah i suppose that's one way of describing it okay well i mean we'll, we'll get on to that but what about you rob come on you've got some exciting news surely don't tell me nothing um well i've moved house as have i actually but yes. yeah yeah so um that's that's now well, I've physically moved and I've actually bought furniture, um, but there's still sort of stuff to unpack and bits and bobs to sort out. But yeah, I've actually moved house. So that's good. I now have underground parking, which is good fun on a motoring related note. Yes. And we were just discussing before we came, I was going to say came on air, we're not on television, but came on recording um, that... Um, you know, there is there is a lot of delivery culture out in the um, in, in, in where you live, because now you've located to just clarify for the viewers, Dubai, is it? I, yeah, now I'm living in Dubai. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I was, yeah, just saying how uh, I get like pre all my all my meals made and delivered to, to Sash before we, go, before we start recording, just because it's it's a bit of like a it's supposed to be like a like a diet thing. 
Um, lost your fortune. We were just discussing this. <laughs> <laughs> and you Mike could make comment on how much this costs. Um, Do you know how actually, much it works out per meal, Mike? I've just literally calculated it. How much? If I told you breakfast, lunch, and dinner cost you per meal £5.55. Oh, mate. <laughs> you can literally, literally go to McDonald's for cheaper than that. See, Every meal of the day. I was going to McDonald's because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can get McDonald's delivered to the house. Um, and that's obviously not good for my waistline um, or, you know, anything. So do you go out at all? Because basically it sounds like you get everything delivered, your food delivered, um, your fuel is even delivered, which I know we spoke about in the previous podcast. So not what is there to go outside for? Um, uh, you can't get your alcohol delivered. Uh, no, you can get your alcohol delivered. Um, uh, you can't get the pub delivered. You have right. to go to the pub. And um, are the pubs open in Dubai at yeah. the moment? Yeah, uh, pubs are open. Are the influencers there? Uh, I, I wouldn't want to. Um, I wouldn't want to uh, comment on whether or not the influencers were at large in Dubai or not, because um, <laughs> mm. I know that mm. they obviously survive on taking their clothes off and then posting pictures on the internet. So um, mm. yeah, I, I, that's that's clearly an industry that I need to get into. Hence the meal plans. Oh, it all makes sense now. <laughs> right. He moved to Dubai, got himself on a snazzy diet. He's trying to be an influencer. That's you. <laughs> by the end of by the end of the summer, mate, he's gonna be shredded. I'm gonna and go and get some lip fillers. Yeah. Job. <laughs> You're gonna be posting in a bikini. Point. I don't want to imagine that actually. Uh, uh... <laughs> yeah, I think if I was in a Borat bikini on the beach in Dubai, I'd probably get sent to prison. Mm. <laughs> so it sounds like over there things are fairly relatively chilled with the whole COVID thing. I don't want to talk about COVID, but it's inevitable at the moment. But yeah, I mean, I'll give you a quick update. So they've obviously gone ham on the um, on the vaccine stuff. So I think they're at like sixty five percent vaccination rate for the whole country now. Um, so that's that's yeah, good depending on your perspective um and yeah and then so it, it's fairly chilled um but yeah so you can still go to the pub you can still go out to restaurants there are limits on how many people you can have at a table obviously it's not completely back to normal mm-hmm. um but yeah it's uh it's probably more relaxed than where you guys are uh, yeah i mean pretty much i mean i'm michael vouch for this as well i think since we last spoke we've pretty much been in a lockdown for the entire time <laughs> yeah that's exactly why we've done absolutely nothing <laughs> i remember actually that's not that's not strictly true but since i've moved to this house um the first day i moved was basically the last day before lockdown like proper lockdown well sorry that's not strictly true we went into a tier four which was basically a lockdown and then we had the lockdown lockdown when the British government decided that we'll send uh, kids back to school for the first day of the new year and then we'll change our mind and think, no, that's actually a bad idea. Um, and yeah, kids can all stay at home, but they are back now to be fair to them. So, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, not, not a lot has happened in, in, in that respect actually. Um, but I thought maybe because I did actually go back and quickly listen to our last podcast to see what did we actually speak about. So, um, so we don't and we were quite ambitious because i think we spoke about plans for 2021 what we were planning on doing uh-huh. and we've we've got basically a quarter of the year through 
and myself and Mike have basically done the square root of Jack. Um, although, all the way through. Well, nearly, not quite, a couple of weeks, but, you know, essentially. Uh, yeah, just come into the uh, shot. But um, yeah, I, I thought um, we'd just talk about exactly, although we may have not done much, what do we intend of doing when Boris allows us outside? Which is in less than two weeks, apparently, he might allow us outside. So should we have a quick update on what we said? Yes. So... Do you want to give your individual updates? Do you remember your individual updates? No, no, that's what I'm asking for. Can you oh. remind me of what I said? Okay, so <laughs> oh, um, first... we're, we're, we're buying Mike a Cinquecento because we're yeah. now one quarter of the way through the well, year is... and he still hasn't bought his... Uh... Well, what is it so you're getting? I've actually, I've actually set a calendar reminder for the first of every month this year to remind Mike that he's one, got one month less in the oh, year. And I've done that deliberately so I can just... You know, uh, traumatized. You know earlier when I said that I was just looking at cars coming up for sale and then going off again. Yeah, it's an eight series. I'm just staring at eight series going up and down, up and down. This is actually a bit of a development since we last spoke because you said, and we have agreed on this. You said you were thinking an Audi S4 or a BMW E46 M3 oh, yeah, of a similar period. Yeah. Um, Initially, the 8 Series, I know you always liked 8 Series, but it wasn't really part of the question. But we said 8 Series is fine as well. I think Rob will have no problem with an 8 Series. Uh, you may not like them, but um, <laughs> I actually quite like bet. them. In yes. terms of the bet, oh, I mean... I'm, you, you've, I'm, you've already said honest. it's okay. You've already, immediately after, so the, the reason this happened for, for the listeners mm. is after we had that initial previous podcast and I said I was going to get an M3 or an S4 this year, Afterwards, I realised I'd actually been staring at eight series for a while, and they're pretty much in the same price bracket as uh, an E46 M3. And I was like, "Well, what do I really want here? An E46 M3 or an eight series?" So, oh, no, the eight series are all right. I was thinking of something. I was thinking of that. I was thinking of that one that's like a, um, oh, I don't know what it is. It's supposed to be like a some kind of sporty four x four slash saloon thing. It was terrible. Oh, what you G- think? You think I that Mike would want to buy a sporty 4x4 modern vehicle? Well, he's moving oh, to the countryside, isn't he? Say, can I just bring something up on that on that point? Go on. Part of my actual, what I'm genuinely going to buy this year, because it's significantly cheaper than a 8-series, uh, because I'm moving... I'm not buying that. I'm getting <laughs> given it. <laughs> he's already come to grips with it. <laughs> Yeah, go on, Mike. Uh, but yeah, because I'm because I'm moving out to the countryside. Uh, me and me and my partner have been been having a chat, and she's already given it the okay. She's actually pretty on board with the idea. Uh, I think I'm going to get a pickup truck. Oh god! <laughs> this explains the hair. He's going to pickup truck. He's going <laughs> to wear a straw hat. If there's any one of us three that would suit a pickup truck, it'd be Mike. Why does it change his name to Cletus? <laughs> the practicality of the pickup truck like, can I just say like that? That all, all the things about SUVs and all the rest of it, pickup truck is that that's the real one. So, so the question is, what 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 sort of pickup truck? Is there anything in particular, or just an pickup truck? Well, it was a Hilux until I looked up the prices of Hiluxes, um, and now it's not a Hilux. <laughs> and now Mike, I'm spotting a repetition here. I'm spotting <laughs> a repetition. 
yeah, I mean, it's rapidly gone down to um, sort of, you know, the Isuzu range, uh, Ford ranges, anything I can get my hands on, really. Okay. Uh, this this won't be, say this will not be like a good car. This will be like a thousand pound piece of crap that probably won't pass his next MOT. Oh, right. Mike's, tri- Mike's new trips to the garden centre now that he lives in the countryside. It's pretty much that, yeah. And he's going to have a garden. Yeah. Interesting. Hang on, is your new house also a renovation project? No, for once it isn't. Oh yeah, actually, can I just confirm, is this the same house with the, is, does it have the double garage or is it a single, I can't remember. Uh, it, it's neither. the double that's only got a single door, isn't it? Yeah. That it goes of. around the corner. Yeah, yeah. you could yeah. maybe fit two cars in, but realistically it's one car in a workshop. Which is what you want, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a, I have no need for two cars to yeah. stick in there. Oh, that's a lie. But well, everyone has the need, but in practical terms, a double garage is what I'd envisage it for: is one half as a as a as a tool bit workshop, and then the other half is where you store the, your pride possession. Um, it's pride possession. Pride, sorry, not pride. I meant. Well, I said possessions that. for pride. Pride. <laughs> So you've got to buy a pickup truck. Is that going to be in replacement for your partner's car, the Hyundai, or is that in an addition? Oh, that's an addition. It's an addition, right. So you're so, going to have four cars, three of which are going to be yours. Maybe. Oh, With... yeah, because you've still got the free series. <laughs> well, this is the thing. I... I'm really, yeah. You know, I've got, I've got real internal struggles about what to do with that 330 CI. I, I can't bring myself to get rid of it. I cannot bring myself to get rid of it. Mm. I just, I, I love that car too much. Every time, every time I drive it, I'm just like, I can't get rid of this car. Why, why would I do that? Mm. But at the same time, if I sold that car and used the money to get an eight series, that's probably quite a good, you know. I think from a practical point of view, it makes sense. To do that but i understand your attachment with it because it is a nice car i've been in it many times i've driven it it's, it's very nice it's got a very do you know my, do you know my real attachment is to it what's that well i've been looking at the prices go up on ebay recently really <laughs> oh, <God>. of course he has <laughs> he's sitting there going hmm, look at my investment accrue value what so what are we talking then mike because if you don't mind the viewers knowing you paid what about three grand for that car about a year ago that mark yeah just just, just shy of and have they gone up significantly? Are we talking about three and a half now, four, or? Well, it's difficult to know because, you know, condition, um, mileage, all the rest of it. Um, but, you know, you see them pretty regularly now. Because at the time when I was looking for that car, £3,000 is about right. There was loads coming up for around, I say loads. There's not really that many that come up all that often. But there was a few that were coming up for that around sort of 3000 mark. You might get really good ones for like four, crappy ones for like two. In fact, while I was looking for that one, down in like my hometown, as I was down there for something, um, it was all long, long pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, saw like a few, uh, saw two club sports actually for sale, um, each of which were like just over two thousand pounds. So that was sort of you know the going rate for them, that that sort of level. But I regularly see them come up now uh, for sale for sort of the four thousand plus mark. Mm, interesting. So, not bad. Yeah. yeah. And it's just reminded me, actually, on a slightly unrelated, related note, but I think it is pretty much probably a year ago to roughly the day now that actually us three all met together as well. And I remember this probably was one of the things that cropped up in conversation because we met up just before the lockdown was, I think it was a week before the lockdown was actually announced, give or take. 
Um, so that's interesting. But um, sorry, slightly divergent. So are you are you pretty much certain that you're not going to get rid of it because of the attachment and therefore you're going to have the 8 series as an addition to your fleet? I don't know. It's how I'm going to... To be honest, if I could, I would, but I reckon my partner will probably tell me that that's a stupid idea. Do you think you'll end up buying the 8 series potentially and then end up... Then, fi- then fi- figure out what the situation is and then sell the 3 series if you need to? Yeah, or do sure. you? Yeah, yeah, we'll start at some point. I'll probably have the four cars, and then Nikki will say, "Nah, you need to get rid." It's. I reckon it's in... what you should do is just you should, at the point where she says "get rid," you should then inherit a Cinquecento. <laughs> oh God! Can you imagine? Well, actually, he won't end up with five cars because if he would have bought the eight series, then that, he doesn't need the Cinquecento. But if he he will end up with four cars potentially if he doesn't buy an eight series. Oh, Mike, this is not looking good for you, mate. What you should happen? What you should do? What you should do, mate, is at some point have your four cars, have your pickup, your two BMs, and and Nicky's car, and then just one day replace all of them with Cinquecentos. So he <laughs> loan you his just as a joke. Nicky will come home one day and go. What? <laughs> Where are all the cars? Why is it just Chicvicentos on the drive? Do you know what the thinking is for, for all of these? And this is the whole this goes back to the buy the right car for the job. So we're actually thinking about also potentially getting an electric car, just a little one for Nikki to get to and from work, because it's like literally about five minutes from where we're looking at living. And the house has got like solar panels and whatnot. What's that? Because of like it's it's five minutes by a car. It's like half an hour by a bike, and it's raining and hills and you know. Plus the lanes. You don't want to cycle on a lane in a dark, Rob. You don't have an electric car in Devon. If you <laughs> get stoned to death, like it'll just stop working at some point. Mike, with this electric car, sorry to interrupt. Is is this a replacement for what your partner's got, not an addition yeah. as well? Otherwise, it just keeps growing and growing. <laughs> I just can't get rid of cars. But yeah. no, that, that's sort of the reason behind it is obviously she would then have that car for getting to and from work. The 8 Series isn't a car for driving, it's a car for looking at. Yeah. <laughs> the pickup truck would be for actual sort of daily use in and around the countryside. Mm-hmm. And then the 3 Series would be for, you know, longer journeys, motorway miles, that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think, mate, you don't have to, you don't have to, t- you don't have to justify it to me because you're speaking to somebody who's had three cars in the past himself. Um, not, not quite four, nearly got there, um, but not quite. I mean, it would only be three in my name, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. That's all exciting. And the house that you're hopefully getting, I'm guessing the driveway is enough to accommodate these vehicles. <laughs> it'll be tight but yeah <laughs> it would just be stockpiled <laughs> you just have to squeeze he has to fight to get through his front door he's like jump oh, over this one climb over this one that's got the uh those racks where you put the cars on top of each other <laughs> of course that's what you need to invest in mate um so actually so that's been a bit of a fleet well in, in your case you know a bit of a fleet update as to what's going i'm guessing nothing particularly i can't remember when did did your issue with the Beamer's coolant, did that happen this year? Did that happen since we last spoke? No, that happened just before Christmas. So ah, uh, right, I think we exploded. spoke about. I will say, because obviously after that, um, I, as everyone has been working from home at the minute, I think this is sort of similar to what we last spoke about in that I wasn't really driving it too much at that point. The expansion tank exploded, as they do in old cars or old Beamers, particularly of that era. Mm-hmm. Um replaced that and then immediately after i replaced it was just like 
well, it was Christmas and then obviously I'm working from home. So I just didn't really have any need for it. Mm-hmm. Basically put the car away under a cover for about two or three months up until about two weeks ago. Um, right. And then pulled the car back out and have driven it extensively since. And it's fine. Yeah, no issues. So, so yeah, I was going to say, I, I can't imagine you would have used it much since we last spoke, given the circumstances. So. I've got a bit of driving because we had to we had to go and do some stuff, um, sort of housewise, which involves a little bit of motorway miles. Mm-hmm. So you know, got up to temperature at least. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Okay, so that's that's interesting. Now, Rob, since we last spoke, you've had some interesting car. Um, let's call them issues. Uh, <laughs> and obviously, the viewers don't know what I'm about to say, um, but obviously. You bang on about German cars being amazing, blah, blah, blah. They're absolutely fine, and I do agree with you. Right up to the moment, you have to repair one. Because would you like to tell the viewers what what happened with yours and how much did that end up costing you? <laughs> uh, short answer, no. No, I wouldn't like to tell anyone about <laughs> no, that. No, come um, on. This is the whole point of this podcast, so people don't follow and you know make the same mistakes that we do. Okay. Uh, well, the first thing it needed was tyres, which obviously that's a consumable. We need to replace those. Um and I'd just like to, sorry, for the viewers who, who, who maybe have not listened before, this is a Golf R 2012? 13. 13, right. So it needs some tyres, consumables. some tyres, yeah, yeah. Um, How now, much did set you back? Well, see, okay, I didn't buy cheap tyres. because, And this is where I can see Mike's going to wince again. Um, no, I'm all, I'm all for buying good tyres. They're the only oh, thing. As am I. Okay, fine. okay, fair enough. Well, I bought Pirelli P0s because... They are actually really good. Um, it had Contis on it when I bought it. Um, and there's a strange rule here that basically once your tyres are over four years old, you have to repl- replace them irrespective of what the wear is on them. And that's to do with the, it's to do with the high temperatures and the heat cycles yeah. in the desert, basically. You um, can tell like the tyres the tire, the actually do look like they're starting to get like small cracks in them when they're starting to get old here because it's just, yeah. Um, so I went and got Pirelli's. Um, which are actually cheaper than the Continentals, and they're a softer compound, so it now really sticks like glue when it goes around the corner. Um, but the garage I took it to um, basically seemed to think that there was a problem with the clutch, um, and this is like an ongoing case with them now, so I can't talk about it too much, but basically they thought there was a problem with the clutch, so they decided to bleed all the brake fluid out of my clutch and brake fluid system and top it up, uh, replace the brake fluids because the brake fluid obviously drives the clutch as well. And they put the wrong type of brake fluid in, which ate the seals on the clutch master and slave cylinder, uh, meaning that I had to replace both the clutch master and slave cylinder at about cost about in pounds, getting on for a thousand pounds worth of damage for 20 quids worth of brake fluid um so i've had to open a case against that tire place because obviously i didn't ask them to do that um and they just did it when their car went in for tires um and i yeah that that was so yeah that's an ongoing thing so i can't talk about it too much but that was quite expensive obviously the master cylinder is not it's expensive parts wise it's not too expensive to change the slave cylinder is obviously inside between the gearbox and the engine so obviously the gearbox has to come out um so that's that's quite expensive um 
And then there were some other there were some other minor oil leaks coming from the engine, which uh, which needed fixing, um, which I knew about anyway from when I bought the car. But that cost about five hundred quid to fix. Right. So you're talking uh, like probably what, including the tires, about two grand. Not quite that much. Not quite that much. No, about one and a half. Uh. And I'm hoping to get some of the some of the money back from the tire garage because of their destruction of my clutch cylinders. Well, I'd be interested to see. So, I mean, so admittedly, this wasn't a fault really with the car. It was more the people working on it who then provoked the fault, really. So if they hadn't put the wrong brake fluid in, um, it would have been fine. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so I can't really it's... rip into your, your car too much. No, but it does. It does. Um, it does reiterate something that I, you know, I, I tend to harp on about. It's like using high quality fluids, and as it turns out, high quality garages. However, it is a bit of a It is a bit of a. It is a bit of a thing here. Like if you people will people, I know people do it in the UK as well. But people tend to decide they're going to do stuff on your car and bill you for it afterwards, even though you haven't asked them to. Um, and it's obviously much more common here than it is in the UK because people just get probably a little bit more upset about it in the UK but um yeah finding a garage like if I take my car to get tires I don't want you to interfere with my brakes I want you to just do my mm. tires please and yeah mm. so uh yeah no I I I yeah I completely agree and I had a, a not not quite the same situ- situation but many many years ago I remember I had an issue with um uh, this is actually first year of uni I had my chick with channel obviously and one of the tires had just completely disintegrated and I needed to, and the spare was shot anyway. Um, so I needed to get it done quick. And the only place that was open was quick fit. Now I, for one, actually loathe quick fit. I will never go, but I was actually desperate, right. For a change. And I was like, well, I'll go there. And I was like, look, just give me the cheapest tire, right. That will go. Cause I even know your cheapest will still be expensive. I was like, but I'm not paying a premium for whatever, Oh, I'm not going to put Pirelli P zeros on it, but you know, like something, you know, uh, just give me oh, a budget. I can buy one Cinquecento for each of the tires. Yeah, I've exactly. <laughs> anyway, it turns out, I can't remember that, but basically they tried to inspect the whole vehicle and try and make out. And I was like, no, I don't want you inspecting anything. I just want you to change this tire. And they tried to like, and I could see how people easily get con to it and they just leave them to it. I was like, no, 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 no. Just the tire, please. Turns out they didn't even have, it's a weird size in that car. It's quite small and they don't really make it. So they didn't even have a tire for Minion, which in some respects I was quite relieved. I can't remember what I ended up doing though. I think I may have found somebody else. But point is, yeah, you're right. You know, always specify what exactly you want done and nothing else done until, unless they find something else, then tell them to call you. My local Saab independent garage is very, very good. And they do exactly that if I ever need anything done. So, um, yeah. So it's final point with you then, Rob. You mentioned last year, only because I re-listened, that you want to buy a four by four. Is that was that a joke or are you actually serious? Um well, okay. I mean I, I, I would quite like a four by four. Um having just moved house, money's a little bit tight because moving house actually costs money. Um, which I didn't realise before. Um mm. But yeah, there's there's reasons for that. Basically, there's the utility companies here all want 400 quid off you as like a deposit in case you don't pay your bill. So I've had to, I've been rinsed for deposits for utility companies. So um, yeah, no, I'm I'm kind of what I've done. I think, and I think it's quite clever. Is um, I've just tricked my girlfriend into buying one. 
<laughs> oh, is this the Dacia Sandero? No, the Dacia <laughs> no, Duster. No, no. <laughs> um, no, it's what a is it? Nissan Xterra, which I don't and know if you have in the UK. We don't. So basically, I don't know if you can send it to Mike, but the reason why I make the Dacia Duster joke is because if you look at the side profile of that, of that vehicle, it looks exactly the same as the side profile of the Dacia Duster. It if doesn't. Put, it does. It, I can the see rear what you're does. thinking, but it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. Look at the side. Like no, look at the side profile of a Dacia Duster. I've just been oh, informed it's Dacia. No, it's Dacia. That's what they say in the adverts. They do say that in the adverts, to be fair. They do say Dacia. I'll just uh, I'll drop some photos in the group chat now. Oh, so, it's all right. So basically, you've conned your girlfriend into buying one. No, well, I, I, not conned. I, I talked her into it. Um, why? Basically, I borrowed one of the Pajeros from work one weekend and went into the desert to meet up with some friends, had a barbecue, chilled out. Like, Because if you get to the end of the tarmac and then you have to let the tyres down, drive into the dunes. Uh, and she was like, yeah, this is uh, what, what have you just sent in the, in the group chat, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> that is what That's comes up when you look for a Nissan Xterra. I haven't got it yet. Oh, That's mate. an old one. Hang on. It's an old one. It's been absolutely slammed to the floor. <laughs> That's brilliant. So looking at the photos, mate, you're packing a four litre underneath that thing. It's a four litre V6, yeah. Oh, I need the best. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, I think it still produces just, just slightly less horsepower than the Golf. <laughs> <laughs> How much torque is it producing? I don't know what I, I did. Have, like it's a it's a really it's a really tidy example actually. It's got um it's not very got very many miles on it um which is kind of why I was like um so I thought it was pretty good. But what I did notice is it has leaf springs on the back. Lovely. What year is it? Uh, Fifteen. <laughs> and it's got leaf springs at the rear. Watching Wachetto doesn't have leaf springs to cry out loud. That's basically um, a horse and that's basically a cart. Uh, yeah. It's actually it actually is pretty decent uh, if it's road holding. I was quite impressed. It's not it's not a sports car, mate. You don't need to pretend. No, 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 no. no. But like some of the like some of the really good at gripping those Some of the four by fours I've had at work. Like you turn turn the wheel one way, and then the whole car leans in the opposite direction, mm. <laughs> and it's just like, and it, it just it's fucking hilarious. Like you're just like, woo woo woo. Like every time you're driving somewhere, that's actually pretty decent. Um, mm. It's uh, yeah, they, we've yet to take it into the into the into the desert though, so that'll be an interesting test for it. Well, do you know what? I think uh, I think that sort of counts. You, you kind of uh, your your aim because you've got somebody else to go that you're close to. So yeah, I could. Uh, and do you know what? I I actually I don't mind it. It's not really my thing, but I don't I don't mind it. I think it's all right. Uh, it's, I tell you what is nice. Um, Speed bumps here are quite aggressive. I don't know. Mike's obviously got experience from Saudi. I think the speed bumps there are also OP. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Speed bumps here basically come halfway up the front grille of your car because if they didn't, people would just hoon over them. And they stretch uh, and, all the way across the road as well, side to yeah. side, pavement to pavement. No way you can just straddle it. Yeah, there's 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 no like yeah. The, you don't have the little bumps in the road like you have in the UK. You don't have like they're not like smooth either. They're all like sharp bricked they're all like they're basically like someone's dumped a, a lorry load of bricks in the road 
So or, sad, you know, when you're going into like a car park and it's got that really, really big bump that slows everyone down, so they have to go over it super slow. Imagine that, but for every single speed bump in an entire country. Uh, or they're the, or they're the, like they're the ridiculously small ones that are really, really harsh. And you're like, okay, that's all right. It's a small speed bump, and you drive over it a little bit too fast, and you have to replace all your suspension. Oh yeah, do you know what those are? <laughs> those are actually worse sometimes than the actual <laughs> bigger ones, like because they they kind of catch you by surprise. It's like blimey, and your your spine's disintegrated. So uh, obviously in the Gulf, I'm always like slowing all the way down, just very very gently going over everything, uh, and then yeah, I got into uh, into the into the Xterra, um, and I've obviously driven that a few times, and uh, yeah, you just sail over everything, and it's great. Mm. So for the environment or for the for the locality, it's actually pretty good. Um, right. Yeah, and it's it's quite it's quite handy not to have to worry about like worry about speed bumps or sometimes as well. What's also strange here is because they don't do the roads properly. The drain covers, you know, you've got the drain covers. They're in like a concrete surround. Mm-hmm. Like to actually go down into the drain, they don't pour the tarmac around them properly, and the road sinks, and you don't see them then because everything around it is tarmac, and you're just driving along, driving along, and then out of nowhere, you you're you're then you're up, you have like a two or three inch difference between where the road's dipped down and sunk, and then you just have like hard concrete where the where the manhole cover is, and you can hit that with some speed and rip the ass out of your car. <laughs> but <laughs> well, if you have I mean, an X-Terra, oh, you don't have to worry about oh. that. So it's, it's a, a car. Spring. It's a car that um, suits its environment, as you say. Oh, it's good. Do you know what? At fair play. I think you know. I think you've done all right, or your girlfriend's done all right there. Um, well, actually, I, I've got some news. Actually, um, I haven't done completely nothing these past three months. Um, Just me then. Well, uh, uh, probably not far off. But basically, um, I've got some jet fighter news. Um, so I think I may have mentioned it to you boys, uh, but for the, for the listeners, I've had a couple of little, little things with the jet fighter. Um, you know, for, first and foremost, I don't know how it does this because jet fighters don't really have, um, disc brakes as far as I'm aware. Do they? Do they have disc brakes? As in actual jet fighters? Yeah. They do have brakes. Yeah. Discs? Yeah. Com- composite discs. All right. Well, these composite discs, they weren't composite on mine. Uh, they're steel. But um, basically, I think there was a little st- stone that got trapped in the um, uh, between the back plate and the uh, and the disc. So that was making a little bit of annoying noise. But that was that's no problem. Sorted that out. Um, but it started to do this really annoying thing where the alarm would just go off for no apparent reason at night. As you can imagine, my neighbours weren't particularly happy. Uh, I wasn't. Neither was my housemate. But uh, basically, long story short, the control module in the driver's door was just basically thought um, it, it, it was just faulty and just thought the door was open when it wasn't um, and hence sounding the alarm when it was locked. So um, during the few days where it was just going off nonstop, the only way I could l- kind of get it to, to shut up was by locking the car with the key. Now, slight thing from Saab stroke GM here, Saab or GM, I should say, this is definitely a GM thing, because obviously it's a left-hand drive vehicle originally, made in Sweden or, you know, from Sweden. Um, the key entry is on the is on the left-hand side of the car, but they didn't swap it over for right-hand drive models. So you have to access it via the passenger door, which is kind of annoying um, in some respects. You have to climb in and just you know, lock all the doors. And 
only I can't demonstrate it now, but only one of the two key forbs actually has the key in it. Now I know that's kind of common, but um, there was a time where it just it it, it yeah it just I, I couldn't lock it because I didn't have the fob. I usually use the fob that doesn't have the key because one of them is immaculate and one of them is less immaculate. So I use the less immaculate one to keep one immaculate. Anyway, that's just me. Um, yeah, bit of bit of um, bit of bit of interesting stuff there, and then. I decided that the right-hand drive wing mirror heater element wasn't working, so I decided to replace that. Um, and literally, just before we came on air, the new one arrived, and I fitted it on, and I think it's working. But the true test will be when we get a bit of frost, which I'm not sure whether we will or not, but we'll no, find you've out. You've got a few months to wait for that yet, mate. So we'll see if it works. It's a little bit fiddly, but to get off because you've got these little clips anyway i'm sure the one listener who is still listening is really interested in this but as i mentioned before christmas um i was moving and now i moved to a place that's got a garage now three months has passed nearly i haven't really utilized the garage as i had hoped i haven't got a project car yet but news is on the horizon because i've just got informed or recently been informed by my brother that he has decided to buy a 1983 VW T25 camper van. Um, is, this his, is this his way of trying to move out of the house? Um, probably, yeah. I hadn't thought of it that way. Um, now, for those of you, I've shown pictures to you guys already, but it's in this very 80s beigey brown colour. <laughs> it's a horrible colour, I must say. <laughs> but you know what? It it suits the period. It, it yeah, suits yeah, definitely, it's definitely it, period correct, but it's yeah. just <laughs> It looks like it's baby diarrhea brown. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, to be honest, camper vans, and I think you guys are with me, camper vans aren't really my thing. I, I'm not a big VW fan. I appreciate them more now since my brother's had them, but I, I still would never go out and actually buy one myself. But do you know what? Part of me, when he rang me on Sunday to tell me, was really, really happy in a slightly maybe selfish way, because that means that the thing, the thing with a camper van is that it's kind of like a blank canvas in, in, in some respects, because it's not only a vehicle that you're restoring, you're restoring an interior in which you can potentially stay in and live in. Like, you know, if you restore a, you know, like a BMW or whatever, you know, that's all well and good, but you're not going to live in it, are you? Um you know, it's it's a bit it's a bit it's a bit Mike's different. Like hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's buying a three thirty estate soon, and we just don't know it. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think in that respect, it's quite it's quite good. Um, um, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I told him it was a terrible financial decision, but oh yeah, oh, yeah poorly. But I respect him for it even more for that, you know, because I think it does take yeah, it does take a bit of balls to sort of do that thing. I. I I don't know what's possessed. Fine line me. between balls and stupidity. Well, uh, do you know what? It goes to show that obviously I've had a bad influence on him because he's just getting. And now, now he in in his ownership, he he now has more cars than I do. He's hit the free mark, which. Um, How's he at three? Well, he's got that Mark II Golf and the Cinquecento, his first car. So he's followed in his in my steps. Well, no, he got the Cinquecento and went, this is shit. And that was <laughs> to the right side of the right but side the, of the argument. The trouble, <laughs> the, the trouble is, the trouble is, is... Um, the trouble is, is? No, the trouble is, you're right. 
it is terrible but he's like me he won't he doesn't want to get rid of it because it's his first card he's grown a sentiment to it blah 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 and his one is in a, a lot better nick than mine because it hasn't traveled you know to another continent and back and you know it's just and the sustained heat but anyway the point is um he doesn't want to get rid of it and now this has caused a problem for me because my car is in my parents garage so now i need to get it where i live now even in you know which is what i was intending to do but even sooner because we can't have about 17 cars in where we live because otherwise people will get annoyed um, so uh, unsurprisingly so it's um but i'm looking forward to it i think this is going to be because i said i was going to get a project car but i think now i may get something i still will get something but it doesn't necessarily have to be as project related as i thought because i can kind of pee back on the back of his so no We'll wait and see. No, I still want a convertible. I'll piggyback on your brother's project and then just get your old car back in your garage. No, no, no. That's not. That's not the replay. No, I still, I still want to buy something else, okay. but it won't necessarily be a hardcore project. If that because makes sense. There's some really wild stuff when you've been uh, sort of messaging us recently. You were looking at cars that were, you know, needing complete full restorations from the ground up. That's a. Yeah. I feel lockdown had inspired some optimism. Um, The thing is, if you'd have bought this, if you'd have bought yourself a project car before lockdown, you'd have had hours of fun in your garage tinkering with it. Yeah, I know. Things you could have just, you should have just bitten the bullet, bought something, got it in your garage. uh, You should, you should have bought an old Vespa or something, something just, just to occupy your mind. I was thinking motorbikes potentially. But then, I don't know, I just, can't. yeah, you're right, you're right. I should have, could have, would have. Yeah, I, I, I know. The trouble is, we've had some cold months in in the UK as well. And it's going to sound like a terrible excuse, but obviously it's bloody cold in that garage when it's like minus two outside because there's no heat. I mean, there's electricity and there's a little heater, but I have tried that and that doesn't exactly, that doesn't exactly inspire much warmth. So I'd be bloody, fr- yeah, you, you're right. I missed the cold. I, Sorry, I just thinking out loud. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, that that's that's kind of the update on my um on my situation really. So I suppose the sort of final point in which we can kind of end this on is obviously we're nearly a quarter of the way through 2021. We haven't really done a lot. Sorry. Um expected. No, yeah. But for the remaining three quarters of the year, what do we <laughs> Now that we know what we know, what do we intend of doing? And let's try and be realistic with our with with our expectations. So, Mike, I'll start with you since we started with you first. OK, well, if we're going to be realistic, what I'm going to do is stare at cars online and not buy them. <laughs> this is what my brother slated me for the other day. He's like, I don't know. I actually go out and buy them. Unlike you, just stares at them all day and on, on, on Auto Trader or whatever. Um, well, mine unfortunately is it's because I'm in this limbo with like like Rob said, house moves cost money, and um, the final figure hasn't come round yet. So until I know that, I can't actually buy anything. Basically, have you got any idea as to when it might happen? Literally, you... the, no. The issue with UK house moving, literally zero idea, like nothing at all. Right, oh, that's annoying. Yeah. Um, but so you're saying then that if there is a possibility 
that if the house move doesn't go ahead in swift time, meaning that you won't buy your eight series, meaning that you will end up with a Fitch and Grichenko. Yeah, I mean, at that point, that's just insult to injury. If uh, the whole house all falls through, I haven't moved out and all the rest of it, and then you just turn up for the Fiat Cinquecento. <laughs> and, what, and what he doesn't know is the reason why I'm actually doing it is because it does me a favour and frees up the space in my garage so I can actually buy something else. <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of the plan. Um, okay, Joe, so, so that's, that's the intention is to, I suppose for you, move. Probably the, the big one, and then buy an eight series. Yeah, Number and then two. maybe a pickup truck, and then a pickup truck. Okay, fair enough. That sounds realistic. Uh, Rob, what about? Uh, uh, <laughs> I genuinely meant. I genuinely meant that um, because the way things are looking at the moment is that we, I think, we kind of naively thought that we might actually be able to do some travelling abroad. Now, I think that's still up in the air, but I definitely don't think within the first two-thirds of this year if not three quarters i don't think we're really going to be going anywhere outside the uk realistically i think um, you guys should be planning for your november trip to the uae that's when the temperature will be good there's a decent chance by then you'll be able to travel nah flights will be cheap i don't know it it's really one of those things that you just gotta to have to play it by ear yeah it, it's just I, I think there is a possibility 21 to be honest Right off. I mean, I managed to I managed to get back to the UK twice last year, even though it was locked down. This nonsense, that blah 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 blah. Everyone sort of yeah, wishy washy. The point is, when you got here, you couldn't do anything. No, I what was only there five, five days. Yeah, I only no. really came to see my nephew. Well, yeah, um, but yeah, no. God, I mean, if if the opportunity arises, obviously, yes, we will be there. Because I I just kind of thought that we might be able to do something, but. Um, I don't know. We're going to have to play that there. Maybe we have to do something, but maybe it might have to be UK based. I don't know. And it depends if you can come over, Rob, if you are. So I suppose that's one thing. What about you, Rob, then? What, so obviously you've got a functioning car now. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it, uh, well, this is also news, but I was going to sort of avoid talking about it. Um, I'm rather embarrassingly um, backed into another car coming out my driveway and <laughs> damaged the bumper so i need to get that resprayed and the fuel filler cap came off <laughs> in my hand uh after trying to fill close the filler cap they just because of weight saving they made the fuel filler cap plastic whereas on the gti and the, the other ones they're not they're not plastic so it's got it, it just it basically just snapped so now i have no fuel filler cap this so is all your goals, right? yeah yeah so your goal so probably... is just like an absolute heap of crap just pieces falling off of it left and right it doesn't look great at the moment right (laughs) did you park it next to an alfa romeo or something like is it just (laughs) just just give it an alfa writers because that's what happened with your car when you parked it next to my alfa it just started deteriorating for some reason it was like really frustrating is that i've got a balcony here in my new apartment and there's like some some villas that are part of the same development and from my balcony i can see somebody who has the same year, same model car as mine in mint condition. <laughs> it's, it's even the same colour. And I look at it every day and I hear them leaving and I'm like, oh, their filler cap's on and they haven't backed into something. Oh. <laughs> Having said that, though, those, those two things can be easily rectified. They might yes. not necessarily be very cheap. Like the respray probably won't be that cheap. But, you know, they uh, can be easily rectified. 150 quid. Oh, that's not bad. For the whole bumper. Well, what, why haven't you done it, though, yet? 
because I've been I, I'm waiting to financially recover from moving. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, when I have financially recovered from moving, there, there's a couple of like that needs to be done, and there's probably some other little bits like just general maintenance thing on the golf that needs doing. Um, things that aren't urgent but do need doing eventually. Um, mm. And I just think was thinking actually, you just as as you were talking about it, um, I might have a look at getting a motorbike. Oh God! Right. So <laughs> Mike, we... both of you are just like. Why? <laughs> no, Mike likes oh. motorbikes anyway. Oh, I don't know what you're complaining about, Sash. You said you were going to buy one as well. No, but we, not to ride. We... Not not to ride, just more to just like restore or something like that. I don't really have an interest in motorbike riding. I, just I... definitely get an old Vespa. I think you rocking up at GSK to like, or rocking up to work on an old Vespa with your open face <laughs> helmet in the summer. That's why. Just, it's... ah, like, going to pass stuff for lunch. Uh, well, do you know what? When I was, when I was 16, 16 stroke 17, I had two Vespas actually. Uh, I, one was terrible and then I bought another one and then that worked. Um, and I had an open face helmet and I had, it wasn't an early one. It was like 1999, but, and it had, um, the sort of, um, metal bars around it i don't know how you describe it like the sort of um lambretta style sort of like not the mirrors not the not the millions of mirrors that you can't see where you're going but it had this really cool and it had a little back box as well you can put your helmet in and you know your bike lock and stuff like that i absolutely loved that bike that was great and it was a the mistake i made is i bought the first time knew nothing about motorbikes i bought a four-stroke moped which for for reference (laughs) never buy because it's just the slowest thing in the world <laughs> right it had a top speed of 28 and that wasn't because it was restricted i mean it was but it was just so slow so then i bought a two-stroke one afterwards and that thing felt like a bugatti vapor on in comparison i could hit 45 in that um so this is the thing you you speak fondly of your time on mopeds and then you're just like no i'm not buying a motorbike i think if you bit the bullet and went and got your motorbike license and then got into it i think you'd really enjoy it and I think that's part of where all your hostility comes from is you know that you'd enjoy it and you don't want to commit to having something in your life that you'd enjoy. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> you just want pain and suffering from oh, shitty yes. Italian cars on your driveway. No, you want to wake not... up every morning and look at some rust and go, hmm, my driveway is landfill. <laughs> <laughs> what you're saying makes sense because having a motorbike, you know, motorbikes are generally cheaper to buy, cheaper to run, easier to store um you know you're more likely to be killed but you know it's it's it it makes sense i just i don't know i just for me motorbikes it, the majority i know they don't they don't all look the same but for me they're like fridge freezers a little bit i don't care about the models i don't really i like vespers but vespers aren't really motorbikes are they they're little mopeds that you go prancing around in in you know the the isle of capri in in you know in italy or whatever and buy a watermelon and have a nice <laughs> nice blonde behind you you don't you don't really you don't that's not that's you don't actually do it you don't you don't do it to commute or anything or if, you just do it because you look cool doing it you know you don't you don't do it for any other reason right uh at least in italy this is um most people most, who ride motorbikes don't do it for any other reason than they look cool doing it yeah, but you don't look cool driving a motor, riding a motorbike though do you you know with you all do. your levers no you don't and uh, you get, like, you know, jeans kevlar reinforced jeans and a nice biker jacket the problem is i might you know mike's got the hair for it now so he might actually look all right rob you you'd make any motorbike look tiny right because you're about eight foot 
right? Oh, I need to get a big one. Yeah, you need to get. You don't get a Vespa or anything like that. Piddly on you, like. Oh, <laughs> I can get one for each foot. <laughs> Be like rollerblading. <laughs> now I'm thinking about it. Maybe I should get a motorbike. No, I'm not thinking about it. But anyway, so is is um is your mate never given you a ride on his Triumph? Uh, no, I I. I I'm not really a big. I don't think I'd be a big fan of being a pillion passenger. I'm not gonna lie. I think I'd brick myself. It's just. It's not that you just ride it. I, I, I don't want to ride it, to be honest. I, I just. It's that bike is massive. It's like speed triple. It's huge. Yeah. That thing. It's so fucking heavy as well. Excuse my language, but it's it's so. I don't want to drop it that. Can you I remember when, I remember when I, I sat on it and Max was like, "That's quite annoying because it actually fits you properly." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's... So anyway. I, um, I think we come to the conclusion that I don't really know what I'm doing yet. Um, so when I do, I'll let you guys know. And I think what we should do is maybe we'll ha- make this not as frequently as what we used to, because the viewers aren't the viewers aren't really asking for it at the moment. Not that that's a reason not to. But what I'm planning on doing is once this campervan starts to happen, I will start to make low rent videos again. Um, <laughs> of, in the camper van no of, of yeah part, part of the restoration uh you're gonna try and put these project. up on low rent porn sites as well no 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 not, not yet no i haven't quite made it to that phrase so um yeah they might when they you might said low rent videos i thought that's what you were talking about oh <laughs> you're gonna no. grow a big mustache yeah might, <laughs> might do um see i think I think that's, let's let's call it there, chaps, because I don't know how long we've been going for. But anyway, to the half listener that's listening, um, thank you for thank you for listening. Um, and um, I join think um, join us next time, whenever that may be. Um, and actually, hopefully, I'll get to see you guys maybe at some point in the year. Maybe not. I don't know about you, Rob, but we'll see. Let's see if Boris allows it. Mike, hopefully I might be able to see you in the summer or something if Boris allows. I don't hopefully know. So, Tash, hopefully so. That'd be nice. And you can pick me up in your eight series. Actually, <laughs> just, just a final thing for the viewers. You're looking at V8 models, aren't you? Not V12s. Um, no comment. No comment? <gasps> oh. Oh. Auto or manual? Well, you can't. If the ma- There's like three manuals in the UK. And they're all like mint condition, super expensive. So it's an auto. Realistically speaking, it's going to be the 4.4 V8 in auto. But, you know, did, did I send you that Alpina? Yeah, you did. Weeks back? Yeah. So if something like that came up and I deemed it appropriate, then yes, I would get a V12. But realistically speaking, it's going to be the V8. Mate, if you get a V12, bloody hell. No, it's not going to happen. They come up so rarely. And when they do come up, they're quite expensive. So, you'd also need to remortgage your new house just to afford fuel for it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Did you say that, um, sorry, slight tangent here, but did you say that the V12s in this country are worth more money, but in places like Abu Dhabi and stuff like that, or Far East, it's the other way around, the V8s are worth more than V12s? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was when I was looking up stuff online, and um, I was just basically seeing what the kind of difference was and what, what people thought between the, the V12 and the V8. And I was looking on some forums and that, um, and a lot of them were American forums, and they were saying that if you want to get the V8, that's the one to get now because 
they're a lot rarer in America because the V12s were bought a lot more because obviously Americans didn't care how much the fuel cost and they all wanted the additional power that came with the V12. Whereas it was a complete power. <laughs> it was a complete flip of that in the UK where people were more worried about the fuel cost and would rather just have the V8 because for UK roads, that's absolutely fine. Mm. What year are you looking at? What's that? What year are you looking at? Um, I think the 4.4 came in in what, like 1993, something like that. This is what I was going to ask, because did it start off with a 4-litre in life and then it went to 4.4? It did, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying no to one of them either. To be honest, I'll take what I can get. (laughs) Of interest, what is the kind of price point that you're looking at for an 8-series? Um, anywhere, literally anywhere between seven and thirty, depending on mileage and condition. Okay, fair enough. I'm not looking at that price bracket at all. I'm looking down the bottom end of that. But yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, yeah. But okay, that's interesting. I'm just looking through eight series as I can find online in Dubai now. Are there many? Um, uh, of the new type, yeah. There, oh, there's well, loads. No, but you, you can get you can get the. This is why I find criminal. You can get the new eight series with a diesel, and that for me, <laughs> that for me is absolutely criminal. It makes so much sense nowadays because I met somebody who had, who had the eight eight forty and there's a little D on the end of it, and I was like, "That's a diesel," and he was like, "Yeah, it is." And I'm like, "He's like, he's like, it makes so much sense though because it's it's so powerful and economical that it's like it's the perfect long distance cruiser, like because it's yeah. like you you never have to fill up." really um so he's like you can drive from like here to scotland or whatever and not even have to bother filling up and he was like it's just it's just a or something like that but anyway so you won't be doing that in your v12 mike i'm afraid but they're all about, uh, they're all about 10 grand the ones i can find here and they're all v12s autos i'm guessing autos yeah yeah because you could get the v12 in a manual which is what i find interesting it's super rare though yeah, clutch true. on that will 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 be heavier than Somalia's national debt. <laughs> You're right, it would be. But a V12 manual that is like the epitome of of petrol headism, isn't it? Really, you know when you know when you take the Mickey out of people that have like that that like clearly skip leg day at the gym, you'll just yeah. look really weird because your left leg will be huge and your right leg won't. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. pump like with the clutch all day. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so um, we'll end it there. As I said about five minutes ago, we'll actually end it there. We'll play some outro music. Thank you very much for, for, for joining us, chaps. Um, and then, yeah, Mike, you can just stop the recording. Mm-hmm.